Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with Bert Huber. He's the vice president and general manager of a staff mall company that used to be called CBS, right, Bert? That's correct. And now it's called Employee Management Services, or some people shorten it down to EMS. That's correct. Yeah, I always think about EMS. Those are the guys of the fire department. Right? <laughs> yeah, we're not emergency medical supply. Right, right, right. So let me tell everyone a little bit. A little bit about what's coming up here in Sandler over the next couple of weeks and on the show. Here we're going to have a fellow named Chuck Laurie of Laurie and Associates. He considers himself the number one lead person or energy efficiency person for buildings here in Cincinnati. He also lives in a Frank Lloyd Wright house, so we'll talk a little bit about that kind of experience. On the 14th of February, we're going to have Dave Conway from I Square Foot. He's going to be talking about his company and is going to be talking about his involvement with Boys Hope, Girls Hope. The following week, we're going to have Jeff Shepard. He's the CEO and founder of a new startup company called MetaCheck. Remember that company, Bert? Yeah, I am. Yeah, they've gotten some good press. They make a program so elderly citizens remember to take their medicines at the right time. Then we have scheduled Pete Strain for Mesa Construction on the 28th of February. On the 7th of March, we have and Kugler. Uh, so that's that's far enough in advance for people. Here at Sandler, we, we have a, a cocoa camp, public cocoa camp, camp coming up at the end of March for people who have to make cold calls. I'm sure the phones just ring at, at uh, TMS, so it's not a, not a problem there. Well, we like it that way. Yeah, the phones ring. The we do have a, a program in our Clovernook series. I think it's the second week in February on Wednesday. That's called the uh, 13.5 things you need to do to close more business that you won't do. That's uh, $25 ahead. If you want to come to the program, you can call the office at 753-9400, extension 106. Brittany can uh, get you the details or sign you up for the program. Okay. Let's tell our listeners, Bert, a little bit about you. Bert has been working with businesses for many years, originally from Wisconsin, I didn't hear any Wisconsin accent. 
<laughs> well, it's kind of gone away by now. Kind of gone away. My New York accent never goes away, Bert. I've been in Cincinnati since uh, 1985. I've beaten the. I've, I've only been here since 1992. Uh, I lived in L.A. for a lot of years, and they said if you stayed in L.A. for two years, you became a native by definition. I think the only way you become a native in Cincinnati is having gone to high school here. My wife and three daughters live in the Loveland area. Uh, he graduated from the University of Wisconsin with a business degree. As a small business owner and a corporate executive, he understands what businesses need to do to succeed and to thrive. Bert has over 25 years' experience working on business solutions, technology, and professional services. In, since 2007, Bert has been engaged in the outsourcing industry. Can you mention that name of that company, Burgess? Oh, sure. Providing comprehensive human resources services for major corporations around the globe. He now leads the professional services at Employer Organization for Staffmark. As Vice President and General Manager of Employee Management Services, his businesses provide critical business functions to small and medium-sized businesses throughout Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. And as a business partner to business owners, he's focused on building businesses with strategies that allow his clients to do what they do best, while his, he and his team can take care of the rest, all of the back office stuff. That's correct. You handle questions like, uh, how many vacations do I have left this year? You know, uh, myself and all the professionals behind employee management services. Bert, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your company? Well, sure. Uh, as you said, my company's employee management services. We work with privately held businesses to assist with all the human resources functions so the businesses can concentrate on growing their profitable business and, and, and driving success. Two years ago, I was approached to lead employee management services. They're a professional employer organization headquartered here in Cincinnati. Uh, we've been around for over 20 years, and we're a division of Staffmark, uh, a very large billion-dollar staffing company here in the city. Mm-hmm. Most people who aren't familiar with Staffmark, could you tell us a little bit about, more about them? Well, sure. I mean, uh, a lot of Cincinnati people are familiar with CBS personnel services. Sure, they've, they've been around forever. Forever. And uh, they started here in Cincinnati and Dayton area, and uh, so we grew to a very, very large Midwest regional staffing company. Uh, they purchased Staffmark a number of years ago, mm-hmm. and that took the name because of the national recognition that Staffmark had. So around the country, how many offices does Staffmark have? Oh, they're in, they're in over 45 states. 45 states. Yeah, and you'll see you'll see a lot of staff mark offices in strip malls and, and places where applicants can walk in and and uh, fill out paperwork and, and we can they can talk to our representatives to get them placed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you move to uh, Cincinnati in 1985? Well, I, I came here to work for a ta- uh, software technology company, and uh, <clears throat> I've, uh, you know my background was in business, but also in uh, technology. So uh, I worked for Syncom Systems here in town. That brought me to Cincinnati. Anesis Company. Yes, absolutely. They were on the show. And then uh, over time, I've worked for a number of different companies and, and actually uh, ran my own software technology software design company for 13 years. Mm. While I was doing that, I worked with uh, a number of very large companies, but I, I got involved with PricewaterhouseCoopers working with their human resources outsourcing business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess that work got quite a bit of industry recognition, and HR outsourcing was very interesting to me, and eventually I went to work for Convergence HR Management, as you mentioned. 
mm-hmm. uh, where I managed two very large outsourcing programs. One was uh, a very large global account with 45 countries represented. Wow. And then the other was a large national program uh, for a company here, headquartered here in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Uh, employee management services, uh, I guess I first became aware of them as an employee leasing company. Well, that's the old terminology, and certainly that's where our roots are. Uh, professional employer organizations are uh, represented by a national association. Uh, we have to be licensed mm-hmm. to practice in, in the states that we're in. Uh, we predominantly are in Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. That's where we do most of our business development and, and work with companies in those three states. But it takes us to a number of different states just depending on the uh, where our clients go, grow right. and where their employees are. Okay, so a company in Cincinnati hires a, an employee in Birmingham, Alabama. Or Montana or Alaska. You know, we have to go and, and represent those employees because they become our employees as well. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have to be licensed. Licensed by each state. That's correct. That's a good idea. Uh, why don't you uh, tell me a little bit about how you go to market? How do you find new customers? And, and, and who is a demographically a desirable opportunity? Well, you know, we talked about med- uh, small and medium-sized businesses are really kind of our target. Uh, Employee Management Services has a dedicated business development uh, team of senior business advisors. And as I said, they cover Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. But we are licensed in several other states, and, you know, we're constantly expanding as our clients expand. Um, our senior advisors are, are very experienced business people that engage with owners to discuss how you know, our, our outsourcing services uh, can contribute to their bottom line. Owners typically gain valuable time to run their companies when they engage with a company like Employee Management Services. It gives them the ability to leverage our services uh, to build a solid, reliable company, but it's not their main focus. Their focus is, you know, the business they're in. So our senior advisors work to show how we can help them manage that part of their business and save them some money along the way. Mm-hmm. So do most clients actually save money on uh, outsourcing their HR function? Well, that's always a good question because that's what we do. We go in and we help them understand, you know, certainly uh, we sell products and benefits uh, mm-hmm. like workers' compensation insurance, uh, health care insurance. Uh, but in addition to that, we're selling HR compliance, payroll services. So if they consider all the costs that go into replicating those types of services within their company, yes, generally we're going to save them a lot of money. We have professionals that can handle multiple companies. And because of that scope, because of that scale, we're able to help them at a lower cost. So someone who was using, say, uh, ADP as their payroll service uh, might save money on payroll alone. Well, they might, but that's typically not why they would come to work with a professional employer organization. What are the three key reasons people... Well, uh, a professional employer organization has a particular characteristic that makes them somewhat unique. Uh, Unlike a payroll service where they're preparing and and taking care of your payroll, Uh, a a professional employer organization actually co-employs with those employees. Mm -hmm. So if the employer, um, for whatever reason, uh, goes out of business or 
we still have an obligation, we still have a liability to pay those employees because they're our employees. So uh, the, the difference between a professional employer organization and, and perhaps uh, you know, an agent payor mm-hmm. uh, organization is that we actually have skin in the game because they're our employees too. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty significant obligation liability. Okay. Uh, Bert has agreed to uh, answer questions from the audience. The call-in number today is, as always, 646-595-4916. Bert, one more question before we go to the, uh, the first break. Uh, in, in the past, it was my experience that uh, with professional employer organizations, or PEOs, uh, biggest savings was either in the disability insurance or the health insurance. Is, is that still true or no longer true? Well, it certainly is a main component to the services we bring to the table. Uh, at Employee Management Services, we're blessed to be self-insured. And, uh, you know, we got that status a number of years ago from the uh, Ohio Bureau of Workers' Compensation, and that certainly is an advantage for us. We can help a lot of companies that uh, perhaps would be going directly with the state, and we can mm-hmm. save them money because we, we, we kind of have our own pool and our own insurance that we How can bring in. How many employees do you actually uh, account for here in the state of Ohio? Well, we represent 6,000 worksite employees. That's, that's a lot of people. Yep. Good. Uh, we're going to take a, a commercial break here, and we're going to uh, listen to Jimmy Fox from Tip Club talk about the, the Tip Club uh, organization that I sponsor here in Cincinnati. The next Tip Club meeting is here uh, at our training center on Thursday, February 20th from 7.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Jimmy, why don't you go ahead? Hi, I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat, please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Bert Huber from EMS. How does someone uh, get a hold of you and your organization after the show is over, Bert? Well, we have a website. It's uh, www.ems.com.
hro.com, mm-hmm. and you can come out and visit us there. Um, and there's a way to reach out to you know, our people from there. And then also my direct line is 513-852-4687, and I'd love to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Approximately how many employees do you have here in Cincinnati? Well, we're part of staff, Mark, so mm-hmm. there's uh, you know, several hundred really? uh, employees. Uh, EMS mm-hmm. and our Employee Management Services Division, it's about 35 dedicated people, but then we have a lot of shared services with staff, Mark. Okay, that's great. Uh, I like to ask uh, organization leaders like yourself uh, what your unique marketing advantage is. What do you bring to the market that seg- separates you from anyone else in the same industry? Well, as we talked earlier, it's I think it's really our reputation, our recognition, in, in, in our leadership position in Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. Uh, we've been around for over 20 years, and uh, we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. We've been a part mm-hmm. of a, a billion-dollar staffing company. So just with that comes a lot of stability and reliability, and that's that's really, I think, what people come to employee management services for, first and foremost, is that, that reliability. Mm-hmm. As a professional employer organization, it really does represent a true partnership, and, and as we talked uh, in the earlier segment, it's a little different than your typical uh, services kind of contract. Uh, we do have that co-employment of the business workforce, so again, we have skin in the game. We're, we have a liability to make sure that mm-hmm. the, the company is successful, and uh, uh, we do that, you know, and, and we, we maintain our relationship with the business owners uh, because they have the day-to-day control of the company and the operation decision-making. But our role is to use our strength and our economies to provide services that the business you know, would have to invest or build on their own. And some kind, sometimes that just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. when we can provide those. Especially when you're employ- employing thousands of people. Well, that's right. And a small business might only be 20 to 100 people. Yeah, we're using our buying power with 6,000 worksite employees, you know, for a small business that may only have 40 or 50. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, does that make sense for the health care uh, as well under Obamacare? Well, yeah. Uh, the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act is, you know, it's really going to rock a lot of business owners' world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have 50 or more employees, you've got some decisions to make. Um, and in many cases, you don't want to go out there and do that alone. Um, employee Management Services has taken a very proactive approach to this. We've done a number of seminars and webinars and, and uh, worked with each and every one of our business owners to explain what we know to date on the legislature and, and some of the statutes. Uh, but we've also been able to talk to and, and bring in our healthcare uh, experts to craft a specific solution for all of our companies, and that's important for us, is that we've got to be there with with the right kind of product. So each one of your client companies can have a different healthcare solution? Well, they can use their own healthcare solution. If they have a, a relationship with, uh, you know, an anthem, let's say, with an anthem or their own healthcare provider, uh, we're happy to work with them and, and, you know, integrate that into the solution. We do have a large group pool with Anthem ourselves, mm-hmm. and uh, we we offer five different plans for mm-hmm. all the companies that are you know, part of employee management services. And of course, you know, we have a number of participants that use that plan. So it, it makes it easier for small businesses to offer a reasonably good 
health care policy at a reasonable cost? Well, that's that's exactly the uh, the challenge, right, is to be able to provide affordable care but still be able to develop and, and offer plans that a business can su- support and, and really can you know, offer to their employees. Mm-hmm. Um, our particular plan is uh, particularly attractive because as a large group within Anthem, um, we're not going to be subject to community rating, and there's a lot of small businesses. Some people might not understand community rating. Well, that's something that came into play here January 1st. Mm-hmm. Community rating basically is uh, part of Affordable Care Act and is a way of uh, getting away from medically underwriting a lot of companies, and instead it allows companies to be rated based on where the location and where they're located. Um, that's good for some companies, but for some companies that have a lot more employees now that are going to be offered coverage that uh, perhaps are really healthy, uh, they could see uh, increases in their health care costs. And that's where our plan becomes pretty attractive to a lot of companies like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So you you go to market, do you have your own sales team? Yeah, we have a dedicated business development team, Mm -hmm. and they're made up of senior advisors, Pretty experienced business people mm-hmm. um, because they're they're talking business with business owners and you know while it's certainly uh, technical in nature when you start talking about HR compliance and healthcare as you suggest and and, and payroll time. and all those other things uh, first and foremost we're trying to have a business discussion to figure out what's really making that business tick and what's what's the obstacles of growth mm-hmm. uh, that stand in the way and then it's our job to come up with, you know, creative solutions and ways to solve for that. Mm-hmm. How big a group of people do you have? Are they scattered around the country or for the state? Well, they're, they're scattered around the state. Uh, we have four business development people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. We have two here in Cincinnati. And then a, I act as sort of a business development person as well. Okay, so you have an air travel car too. Yeah, we get around. Okay. Uh, what do you think the... Uh, uh, opportunities and possibilities are for your for your business over the next few years? Well, we hit quite a few of them already. I mean, Affordable Care Act and patient protection, uh, you know, those two items are really presenting a, a dilemma for businesses. So mm-hmm. we're hoping that uh, we can continue to work with our partners, uh, Benefits Network Insurance and uh, Anthem, to come up with really good solutions that scale well for the businesses that we represent. And we think that will also be pretty attractive for prospective clients as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about the uh, workers' comp issue? Well, workers' comp is another item. We're self-insured. We've been blessed to have that as part of our portfolio for a number of years now, mm-hmm. and many companies uh, you know, benefit from that. Again, it's a pool mm-hmm. uh, uh, that we manage with all the companies that we bring into it. And, of course, like any insurance, you're trying to spread the risk over a larger pool so that an individual company that might have a problem or two aren't really hit as hard as they would be if they were out on their own. Mm-hmm. How do you compare uh, what your company does to to uh, some of the plans that are offered by the local chambers of commerce? Well, they're going to be somewhat similar. Uh, a lot of those plans are state-funded plans, and uh, they're set up as group plans through uh, the, the uh, organizations, the group administrators that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, work with the Bureau to to obtain those. Our self-insurance is, again, our own insurance. So it gives us a little more flexibility in how we can 
uh, you know, who we will bring in there and then how we rate those folks and how we underwrite, you know, the, the risk. That we so, in other words, if I have a, a football team, uh, my, my risk might be much higher for <laughs> workers' comp. Well, yeah, or if you, you know, there are companies quite literally that we can't do business with because it would potentially be too much risk for mm-hmm. our pool. So we have to be kind of careful on, uh, you know, who we're bringing into. So someone like my eye doctor's office. Yeah, you know, well, when they examine people's eyes. Well, Mike, this office that you have, have you as a client because <laughs> you're low risk to us. But if you go up on a ladder or if you go uh, too deep in the ground or if you you drive across the country in a, in a truck, well, those are a little more dangerous occupations. And when they have problems, they're typically pretty expensive. You know, I, I once got fired by, as a client by uh, Farmers Insurance uh, because they believed that I gave gave salespeople scissors during a training class. <laughs> well, there's all kinds of stories there that we could probably go over. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting because another company here in town offered me insurance uh, for the business that was much less <laughs> than I was paying for farmers. Uh, it was really, really crazy experience. Well, it is a competitive market. Uh, and, uh, uh, I, I just didn't think a sales training center is a dangerous environment <laughs> the same way a construction site might be. That's right. Uh, what, do you, what are the biz- biggest reasons people are telling you that they're uh, buying from uh, EMS now? Well, again, I think it has to do with the overall value proposition. And, mm-hmm. uh, again, as some of the things we talked about earlier, we have uh, huge bench strength in uh, our certified HR professionals are as good as they get in the industry. And we offer a lot of on-site. So we do a lot of things that, you know, perhaps other companies uh, might not do or might not offer. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I take the philosophy that we want to do those things because it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Again, if I can, if I can get a business to start growing and succeeding and and thriving, why would they ever want to leave me? Mm-hmm. That's that's good philosophy. Uh, again, Bert has agreed to answer callers' questions. The uh, number to call is 646-595-4916. We'll be able to screen the calls during the commercial breaks. Bert, uh, one more question for this segment. Uh, do you have a long-term strategic planning process there at EMS? Well, we do, yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's got a couple of different facets to it. Mm. Every year we spend uh, a good deal of time doing market research, looking at the industry, looking at what uh, other P- PEOs are doing, and more importantly, looking at what our businesses are doing. We spend an enormous amount of time and energy talking to the business owners that are driving growth. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're really very interested in finding out what are some of the things that are really getting in the way, and more importantly, what are some of the things we could be doing differently that would get those obstacles out of the way for them. Can you give us an example of something you've done recently? Well, yeah. I mean, we've uh, we've done a number of different things. Uh, of course, our workers' comp, as we talked about, is an important asset of ours. Mm-hmm. Um, we've rolled out a, a safety assistance program that goes along with that program, where basically we're offering every company uh, a world-class safety program that they can institute and, and implement, and, and basically we're doing it about our cost. Okay, so if a company needed a safety program uh, because of the nature of their business, 
you guys can bring a safety program in with all the safety manuals. Well, and with the on-site inspections, and uh, we've partnered with uh, a very well-known safety company mm-hmm. uh, here in Ohio, and they offer uh, that on-site inspection every year. Uh, they have a technology platform that uh, provides enormous amount of resources to companies mm-hmm. that need to do training and manuals, like you suggest. And then also, uh, we also use that as a way of, you know, of course, driving down workers' compensation uh, claims and costs. That helps not only us control our costs mm-hmm. as a self-insurer, sure. but it also helps our clients because sooner or later they're going to be in a much better place and, of course, reducing their workers' comp insurance costs. Good. Uh, we're going to take a uh, quick break here. We're going to listen to a couple of sandwich commercials. Again, the call-in number is 646-595-4916. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real! He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Bert Uber from EMS. Bert, we have a theory of operation here at, uh, at Sandler that we've developed over the years that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong. And therefore, if you have a complex problem and you want to solve it, you have to come up with an equally complex solution. Uh, actually, we came up with that when I had a physicist working for me. And... Uh, Perhaps you could share uh, with our listeners a complex problem that you ran into over the last few years that uh, our listeners might be able to use uh, in their business. Well, sure. And, and, you know, by the nature of our business, we are a strategic partner with our clients. And, you know, that translates most times that owners need to control their costs and be as efficient as, as possible in order to stay competitive. In all of our relationships, we spend a lot of time 
uncovering the best possible way to accomplish a goal in the, the most cost-effective way. Recently, uh, we signed a business owner on that, uh, well, with healthcare, they didn't have 50% participation. Um, that's a bit of a problem because a lot of healthcare providers aren't very interested in a company that might have 50 employees, but they don't have the participation rates that they need. Mm. So four out of the 25 employees were on their, their own individual plans, and the owner paid 75% of that cost. Mm-hmm. We were able to help them model a plan and meet the 50% participation levels and then provide a good plan for the majority of the employees with really a, without a, you know, spending extra money, uh-huh. fitting it inside of what they were already comfortable in, in spending. Uh, so how did you do that? Well, again, uh, we work with our partners at Anthem and, and Benefits Network, and we looked at the plan design and we looked at the company and, and what they were doing with their spend, their current spend, mm-hmm. and we just modeled a few other plans, tweaked it a little bit to make sure that we could get uh, the types of uh, characteristics of the plan that attracted more of the employees and, and, of course, eliminated the individual plans and brought them onto the pool. Because the individual plans were more expensive? Yes. And the company was picking up 75% of them. Yeah. And, but, well, but, good companies do that, right? They, they want to take care of their employees and they want to provide health care if they can. Some do. Yep. And uh, uh, so what we did is we worked with them to, to come up with a, a good solution. And they got more than 50% of their participate in the company health plan? That's correct. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Um, you, def- you already told us you had a website. Okay, did you guys develop your own website, or did you farm that work out? Well, no, we have uh, we have a technology group that works with us. And, uh, again, uh, I'm probably a little harder to please than most because of my technical background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a little set of higher expectations, but... Uh, Nothing number, wrong with that on the Internet. There's a, there's a number of different things that uh, we want to be able to do on the Internet and uh, some things that are part of our strategic plan and our technology roadmap as we move forward. So you have an outside developer working on it? Well, no, we have internal oh, you, internal. internal technical staff that, that works with us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are you doing your own search engine optimization as well? Well, yes, we have a team that that certainly works on that aspect of any website or web presence that we have. Um, and, of course, you know, we're, we're out in the social media arena as well. Not as much as we want to be and, and perhaps as much as we need to be. But, uh, you know, that's, again, part of our technology roadmap in yeah, that direction. Uh, I was just talking to a, another CEO who told me that they're uh, throwing out Goldmine CRM in favor of a uh, another product that directly hooks them up with uh, LinkedIn so that they can do a single click and bring a new contact in that they didn't know existed before as opposed to having uh, the salespeople or the administrators do a lot of uh, keying of data, which is subject to typographical errors. Well, and as you can imagine, in the business we're in, um, that's some pretty private information. So the intellectual property and the private uh, nature of our business mm-hmm. it requires that we have to have a great deal of security and, and uh, you know, the access to that information needs to be guarded. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same token, we want to add power to it so that... Uh, Are you using a, a standard CRM or something you, you guys... No, this is all in-house developed. One in-house developed? Mm-hmm. And you're not in the cloud? Well, not yet, but... Uh, 
we're moving it, we're actually implementing a new version of our uh, HR information uh, systems to the cloud. So we'll have a SaaS-based solution here at the end of the month. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. And can employees access uh, their benefit plans on their their own private cell phones? Will they have to go through uh, the company? Under the new version, they will be able to do that. Right now, it's yeah, it depends. There's a lot of technology between that phone and and where the information resides. Mm-hmm. But when it goes to the cloud, it'll be much more accessible, and there is a mobile component to mm-hmm. the direction we're heading. Right. Uh, how many employees do you have approximately here in the Cincinnati market? Oh, in the Cincinnati market, I yeah. would say probably about uh, 2,800 to 3,000. Okay, the, the, those 2,800 to 3,000 is, is, is the, the company, clients. it's the clients. Oh. I mean, uh, EMS employees. Oh, I mean. Well, yeah, we have uh, 35 direct employees uh, here in our headquarters in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We have a number of shared services folks uh, with staff mark. Right, and... Uh, what are your growth plans over the next 12 to 24 months? Well, we continue to grow. This mm-hmm. year has been a very good year for employee management services. We were able to bring on a number of very large, good-sized companies, mm-hmm. and uh, that's that's certainly the, the reason I came to the company and the reason they, they wanted me to uh, lead this organization was to drive some growth. Um, our growth will be a lot of organic growth here in Ohio, mm-hmm. um, as part of the the business that we are, are all uh, PEOs uh, growing here in the state of Ohio, is it, or, or are you taking more market share? I would say they're probably not growing like we are. Mm-hmm. Um, there are there are certainly other companies PEOs that are growing. You know, the, the old saying is that you know when the tide raises all ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not necessarily true if some of the ships have uh, major holes in their hull. Yeah. Uh, so you you think you're getting more than your fair share of market now? Well, I certainly think so, yeah. Okay, that's good. Well, uh, and our growth also will take us into Indiana and Kentucky in, in the years to come here in, in a much bigger way than we are right now. Okay, so you're licensed in uh, Indiana for Louis, uh, in Indiana for places like Indianapolis or Fort Wayne and Louisville and Kentucky? Oh, absolutely. Right. And many of our products, the workers' comp, self-insurance, the health care products, they're also available in, in our markets. Mm-hmm. Are you going to add any salespeople this year? Well, we'll add, uh, we added two uh, new salespeople last year to our group, mm-hmm. and uh, we had one gentleman retire after being with the company for 15 years. And uh, Sometimes so, that's good. Sometimes it's bad. Well, we, we hated to see him go, but uh, he's been a, a big contributor over the years, and we'll be, we'll be adding more salespeople. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are your uh, best prospects? Well, that's uh, we work with a lot of companies. Uh, we work with companies that have 400, 400 or more employees, and we also work with small businesses that have under 10 employees. Our sweet spot, though, I'd have to say is between 50 and 100 employees right now. But that tends, that's been trending larger as mm-hmm. we've been growing. We're in manufacturing, logistics, distribution, uh, the hospitality, restaurant industries, the service companies like heat and air conditioning companies, and uh, other distribution type industries. One of the most compelling capabilities is our ability to handle uh, multi-site companies. So a lot of uh, distribution centers, companies with franchises, with multiple stores, uh, multiple locations. Um, the reason for that is because we can lay down our HR capabilities in a consistent way 
and, and provide that footprint that the company needs across all their locations. Uh, this is critical for them to grow so they're not dependent on, you know, their success isn't dependent on that store manager or that warehouse manager's ability to run a good shop. Yeah, you brought up a good point. Uh, most franchises, the franchisee in the local territory owns his own business, and the franchisor is in a separate business. So how would that work with, with your company? Well, we work with the franchise, and as you know, uh, most franchise owners, uh, they don't own just one store or two stores. They typically will own a number of stores. And uh, certainly we have been very lucky to work with uh, some very large franchise owners uh, with 20, 25, 30 stores. Okay, so a guy who owns 25 Burger Kings is the ideal prospect for you. Well, it's a very good prospect, and we can do a lot of good for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, We're going to uh, take a commercial break here, and we're going to listen to a San LaRule. We'll listen to San LaRule number 25. I'm Roger Wentworth with Sandler Training, and I want to talk to you today about rule number 25. If you want to know the future, bring it back to the present. You see, it's a common scenario that prospects ask us to do some work prior to really engaging with us. It might be groundwork, it might be an estimate with some solutions, it might be a site survey, it might be a working diagram with some detailed analysis of how we're going to solve their problems. And in our eagerness to please them, we jump at the chance because it allows us to show our expertise. The problem is, we don't really know what's going to happen next. You see, your prospects want to know what you know without making any commitment to you whatsoever. And the typical salesperson is willing to do that. That's when they become an unpaid consultant. So if you want to know the future, bring it back to the present. When they ask you to do one of these bits of work, play the let's pretend game. It sounds like this. Okay, Bob, let's pretend we do that. And our solution fits everything you need. And it really works well for you. What happens next? Now, as a side note, make sure you define everything. But when you ask this question, what happens next? Watch your prospect closely because what they're about to do is to tell the future. The rule is, if you want to know the future, bring it back to the present. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Uber of EMS. Bert, uh, perhaps you could give our our listeners a leadership tip. Well, sure. I... uh... Uh, When I think of leadership, uh, I think what jumps to my mind is a leader is authentic. And uh, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. People from those types of areas net things out pretty quickly. And I've been around, I've had the the luxury of being around some real leaders, some people that I would really look up to and and place on, uh, you know, the top shelf of, of leadership. And the characteristic that they all had in common was that they, they set realistic expectations. They wouldn't ask somebody to do something they wouldn't do themselves. And, and as they led, they knew how to teach. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, probably above all, they were always very consistent. And uh, that's an important aspect of leadership in my mind. 
is that people will follow, people will work with you, people will uh, you know, be loyal to the style that you have as long as you're consistent, fair, and, and authentic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, another, I guess, personal leadership tip is that I always want to be around smart, technical people around me. Um, it, it not only raises the bar for everyone, but it certainly improves everything that I do. So true. So true. You're, everything we do in a lot of businesses is uh, computer dependent, and your technology has to be uh, up to date and sharp. Uh, uh, Sandler is going to be releasing in 2014, in a few months, a new pure leadership course. And uh, I'll make sure that you guys find out well, about it. That'd be it. very good, yes. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let's go on to the, another question. Uh, what motivates you, Bert, to make tough decisions? Because I'm sure you've had to make some tough decisions over the, the last few years and the economy has been up and down for some people. Well, I think it drives mostly from our relationship with the business owners. Mm-hmm. They're the ones out there that are fighting real hard to make their businesses what they always wanted them to be and to thrive and to succeed. Um, so I get inspired by stories of business owners that you know, have particular things that they have to solve for. Uh, we met just yesterday with a business owner, in fact, a franchise owner. And, uh, you know, the, the parent company came out and said in, in four years, you need to go out and re-image, mm-hmm. re, redo, remodel Re-brand. every one of your stores in the next four years. Yuck. I mean, that's, that's a tremendous hit to yes. that individual's personal net worth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's worked very hard to build up this business and to build his company. Um, and so we're looking for that. I mean, that inspires me to say there's things we can do to help. There's partners that we have. There's clients that we have that do that type of work. If we can put those people together and, and we can solve for that problem, you know, again, uh, that's the type of thing a great partner does. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything like a uh, a user's conference uh, here at Sandler where in March, we're, uh, March 14th and 15th in Orlando, we're doing a, we call a Sandler Client Summit, where we're bringing uh, five to 700 clients and about an equal number of Sandler trainers from around the globe to one place for uh, two and a half days worth of meetings to share ideas. Uh, do you go do that with your business owners? Well, that's a very uh, timely question. Uh, absolutely. In the past, we've We've had different networking type of events that we've held. And, and again, uh, we have a very robust group of business owners. And what we want to do is, is a series of executive networking sessions this year. And that's on our plan. Uh, our business plan for this year is to do those somewhat locally, Cleveland, Columbus, Dayton, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. Yeah, well, it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard to get someone from Cincinnati to go up to Cleveland. Well, and, and again, what we want to be able to do is we want to put our clients together. You know, once again, we have that unique opportunity to have insight into 160, 200 different organizations. Mm-hmm. And if we can bring them together and they can find ways to do business together and help each other, uh, again, uh, that's just part of the value proposition that I feel is incumbent on us. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. And you're going to do that in 2014. Absolutely. Will that be the first time? 
No, it's oh. been done in the past. It just hasn't been done, uh, you know, again, with my technical background and, and some of the companies I've worked with in the past, including my own. I used to do a lot of those types of sessions. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a little scary bringing all your clients together because, you know, they also like to talk about the good and the bad sometimes. Hey. But you know what? I'd rather hear about it. If you can address it. That's right. And make changes, it gets a lot better. I know uh, two years ago when they did the first Sandler Client Summit, uh, only about, I'm going to say, 350 clients showed up. It was a uh, a wild hit, and uh, 500 showed up last year. And uh, I know I can't wait to get down to Orlando, yeah. especially well, after my, the weather here. In my experience, it's always a lot, a lot more good things come out of those mm-hmm. meetings than ever anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the key components of growth for your company? Uh, people, process, or strategy? And can you talk about each one? Well, I I own strategy for my business. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, uh, many of the things we do follows a philosophy of you know, doing the right thing for the business and for the business owners. Um, so that drives a lot of the decisions that we make. Certainly, we have very good people. And, and again, uh, that's probably another one of our best assets is our people. Mm-hmm. They are dedicated. They've been around uh, the the company for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I walked into this about a couple of years ago and uh, realized that we had people with 10, 15 years of seniority working with employee management services. So mm-hmm. they tend to uh, to be very dedicated. And, uh, you know, certainly growth drives a lot of symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the symptoms are, you know, making, you know, if there's mistakes that are made or things that are, uh, feeling stress, or we've got a lot of folks that are, you know, just you know, working a lot of hours and things like that. That's on me to make sure that we have the right people and the right number of people in the right places. Okay. Uh, do you see any real changes that you have to implement uh, this year to ensure your long-term success? Well, yes, certainly the uh, the update of our uh, our infrastructure and our HR technical. Uh, systems and, and some of the process work that you mentioned. Uh, we're doing a lot of investment this year on that and trying to drive more and more of that out into the client's portal and, and making that information uh, more accessible and better quality information for our, our clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that'll, again, raise the bar and uh, will generate a whole new set of strategies and, and you know, projects and initiatives that we'll be looking at mm-hmm. towards the end of the year. What are the top three things that uh, your people would say about your current sales culture? Well, I believe that, uh, again, we have some very talented senior business advisors. I think uh, I think the first thing they'd say is that uh, it goes way deeper than a sales call. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a business conversation. And we're making business decisions with a business owner. And I think that's really critical. Mm-hmm. That uh, in our business, it uh, you know, uh, we can go out and try to sell workers' comp savings and try to go out and sell uh, better health care. But, you know, at the end of the day. Then you're competing with everyone else in the field. That's right. And our value proposition is a little bit different than that. We're mm-hmm. there to really be a trusted advisor and a great partner. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing they'd say. What's the second thing they'd say about your sales culture? Well, our sales culture is... Uh, we're not all that aggressive. I mean, you know, we're aggressive to the point where when we know it's right, 
mm-hmm. we're, we're going to stand up and say it's right. Uh, but it's not something where we can come in and just, you know, throw a proposal on the desk and say, this is a good deal, you gotta, you've got to do this. Instead, what we want to do is we want to collaborate and we want to build a business proposition and a business case that we can go and measure and we can take a look at a year, two years down the road and say, see, we did it. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the business owners really looking for is a reliable, solid uh, you know, partner mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. looks at things the same way they do, works as hard on their business as they would. So when you're saying that, the way you're saying it, it, it makes me feel that most of your new clients are coming to you from having done the, the work themselves with a, a multitude of different vendors as, a, as opposed to coming to you from uh, another uh, PEO where they were dissatisfied. Well, I would say yes. I would say the majority of the companies that we go out and talk to and work with, you know, have gone out there and tried to build this on their own. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, with our buying power, with our economies, with our bench strength, it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it makes better sense to really let's take those functions away from the the you know they don't really contribute to the the profit of the company. Let's take those functions away and give you the time and the energy to focus on the things that make the difference for your company. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess this will be a, a last wrap up question, uh, Bert. Uh, many things drive successful CEOs like yourself. Uh, however, we've determined that uh, three are extremely important. Outlook, what your, your personal core beliefs are, desire, passion for success, and commitment to do whatever it takes to succeed. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about each, uh, your thoughts on each, outlook, uh, desire, and uh, commitment? Well, this, uh, this kind of goes back to my days in college, when I came out of business school, I knew I wanted to run a company. I wanted to run a business. I got that opportunity for 13 years to run my own company. Mm -hmm. And now I'm running a company that goes out and helps other companies do the same thing. So my outlook has always been pretty consistent looking at what makes a good business really solid and, and, you know, again, thrives. Um, I don't think I've ever been questioned about my drive or commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's always been a little bit of a, uh, you know, something I can fall back on. I've never uh, shied away from anything. You know, I'm either the smartest guy in the world or the dumbest guy in the world on some of the decisions, but they're my decisions and I go with my gut. Mm-hmm. That's good. We, we always say about, here at Sandler about commitment, uh, that we work with people who believe in commitment. Commitment means doing what you said you were going to do yeah. after, even after the spirit in which you said it is gone. And to judge companies and, and individuals by the commitments they keep, not the ones they make. Mm-hmm. And if there's a difference, there's usually a problem of some sort. Uh, at the end of the day, your word is what you have. That's it. That's it. And, and the type of business you're in, people are... Are trusting you with their their employees, so you've got to become that trusted advisor. Yeah, that's true. Good. Well, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show with us this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to be giving you a copy of this uh, Sandler book, uh, the 49 Sandler Rules. It came out a couple of years ago. Went to number one on Amazon and number three on uh, the Wall Street Journal list. There are 49 uh, quintessential Sandler rules in there, uh, developed from our psychological method of, of selling. Uh, and there's a calendar in there with over 40 hours a month of training and a free training pass in there for you 
Uh, feel free to sit in on one of our classes in sales or sales management. Uh, love to have you. Well, Mike, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks again for being here, Bert. And uh, Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.